You are now entering the Brightness. Your hosts are the intrepid and all-knowing Jason T. Gaffney and the insipid and unknowing Kevin Held. Join these two buddies as they explore history and find the bright side in shitty things. Hello. Hello. You're on the Bright Side with Kevin and Jason, your weekly comedy about tragedy. I'm your co-host, Kevin Held. And I'm your other co-host, Jason T. Gaffney. Jason T. Gaffney. Yeah. good to be back at your house. It is becoming spooky in here. Spooky, yes. Mm -hmm. There's ghosts. Mm -hmm. There's bats. Why is that? We're going to make a movie in three weeks. And it's set in Halloween time, so even though it's February now, it's Halloween at your house. It's been basically Halloween for like since September of last year. Pretty wonderful. I think Halloween is one of my favorite holidays. Right? Oh, it's a great holiday. Yeah. And what's, what's your absolute favorite holiday, would you say? Birthdays don't count. Uh, I don't like holidays. Ever? Oh, really? I so mean, I like, I like hanging out. No holiday is your favorite well, holiday. No, I like hanging out with people, but inevitably a holiday will happen, and yeah. that's when I want to go shopping for something, and it'll be closed, and I'll be like, God damn it, now I can't go do the thing I wanted to do. Okay. Uh, that's why, you, so there's no holiday, you can, you, you look at the entire list, you know there are holidays that people, like, don't close the <laughs> stores for. <laughs> also, can I introduce you to my friend online shopping? <laughs> I know, I like to go, sometimes I like to go touch things. Okay, no, I don't of often course. like to leave my house, but when I do, sure. I get very depressed when it's on a holiday. Yeah. All right, well, we're just not going to get any kind of answer from you about I, I what your favorite holiday is. I think maybe is. there'll be a poll about people's favorite holidays so okay, we can figure out it. what the best holiday is. Terrific. Mine's Thanksgiving, and I have reasons. I Okay. Well, they are. You get all the fun family time of Christmas without the pressure of having to like buy gifts for everybody. That's fair. So that's, that's why fair. I like Thanksgiving. Did you know Thanksgiving is the number one holiday for domestic disputes? What is wrong with you? The, what? The who hurt of, you? The Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! I, just, I don't know. This is a weird quirk of mine. <laughs> I really hate how New am Year's. I just, I've known you for years, and I don't. How am I just discovering you? You know what? That makes sense. You've never had a holiday party, have you? No. Oh my god! I just realized that. Wow. Getting to know you. I like, getting to know you. I like hanging hate out with holidays. people. Well, I don't hate them. I just don't care for them. Wow. There is a difference. Okay. I bet I know a holiday you would really like. Does it have to do with pigs or hippos? Then yes. No, but it has oh. to do with one of your other passions. Voting. Oh. Do you support making Election Day a holiday? That I would get behind. Great. So listen to that, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> since we recorded last, uh, yes. we had quite a blast in... Palm Springs. Do you want to talk yes. about it? Analysis Paralysis, our feature film, uh -huh. released in theaters. That's right. And we had our movie premiere. Yep. And when this episode comes out, it is still playing at the Camelot Theater, the Palm Springs Cultural Center in Palm Springs. Yes. Until Valentine's Day, February 14th. Is that right? The day after Valentine's Day. 15th, then. I think. Okay. And if people go, it might get extended. Yes, exactly. It was super fun to go to an opening and have a run in a real theater. Yes. I want to thank Eric, especially, who was, oh, uh, he was great. the house manager of the uh, cultural center there. And Michael. was amazing. And thank you, Michael, who is the owner, us. right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a wonderful uh, experience to do the opening and all the Q&As and all the fun stuff. Yeah. Last weekend. Good times. And then I want to thank, too, Sarah and Ben and Kelly and my husband for all coming out. We got a house together, and we stayed there, and we just 
Had a wonderful time. A little reunion. And I finally won Seventh Wonders. Oh, son of a bitch. You did. You came over. You and Matt came over on the Saturday. It was rainy outside, so we played board games, and you finally won a game. It, okay, this game has Should been... we make that a national holiday? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I would totally get behind a holiday that was all about playing board games. So would I, actually. National Game Day. National Game Day. Right? I would get behind that so much faster than the Super Bowl. Yes. I don't care about the Super Bowl at all. I mean, it's a game. That happened this week, too. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> the team that I'm supposed to like won, but I'm still, I don't really like them anymore. Why are you supposed to like them? You live in L.A. now. I know, but I'm, uh, you're always supposed to support the people that you grew up with. You can't have an adopted team? I don't like the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they're not good. Nobody does, so don't feel bad. <laughs> It's funny. It's, it was pretty great because it was just like it was like a two teams a Super that Bowl. nobody really cared about. Yeah, just like the 2016 election, it was like a race to the bottom of likability. I know. <laughs> well, someone someone tweeted, "These two teams are playing like they don't want to go to the White House." No. That's how bad they were playing. <laughs> Whoever wins loses yeah. by having to go to the White House. I love it. All right, yeah. So shall we jump to the show? Yes. All right. We're going to talk about the bright spot. You might notice I do not have my phone out. I'm not looking I know. at any kinds of reference materials here. It's shocking. Because I just have two words for you. Okay. Nancy's clapback. Yeah. That's it. That's the bright spot. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, stop listening now and delete me. <laughs> <laughs> don't. I don't want to be deleted. Uh Nancy's clapback is the bright spot this week. Yeah. There was nothing so good that happened on the world this week. Yeah. <laughs> As that. The face, too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good it's for good. you. It's good. good for you. Oh, you gave us You really did that. Yeah. Now put your blocks away and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, yeah, that's that's our bright spot this week. It was just wonderful and has brightened my day. If, if, I, if ever I need to, I just look at a photo of that. So memeable. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Nancy. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Next. Shall we jump to the meat of the show today? Yes, we shall. All right, Jason T. Gaffney, what do you have for me this week? You said it was going to be a doozy. It's a doozy. So let's put that to the test. Okay. Talk to me. Ready? Yeah. Top of the morning to you. Oh, face and Vigora. Oh, you like oh, hello. my cooking? I do like your cooking. Hope you don't mind my peaches with a bit of feces on it. I... Would prefer you boiled everything, please. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We're gonna... What do you mean, that's right? <laughs> Jesus. That's... We're going to talk about... <laughs> These get weirder and weirder. <laughs> it's my signature. You get three guesses and then it's that's right. That's in the script. <laughs> okay. Whether you get it or not, okay. that's right. I'm gonna. I should make a guess then, shouldn't I? Yeah. Is it the potato famine? No. Damn. Okay, I'm wrong. What are we talking about? That's right. <laughs> We're gonna talk about Mary Malone, <laughs> who, A.K.A. Typhoid Mary. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Mary Malone. All right. Sure. So. Mary would be born in Cookstown, mm -hmm. Northern Ireland, sure. in 1869. And Faith, what a lovely baby she was. She too. was a wee little snapper. Oh, a snapper? I don't know. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. Okay, so when I did the research she on this... She was born with a full set of teeth. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I originally thought that Typhoid Mary 
with someone who slept with a lot of people and got them all sick. Okay. Turns out I was wrong. That's not that was at you. all. You were confusing. I didn't get anybody sick. <laughs> You're typhoid Mary. <laughs> no, she lived. So in. wait, are you wrong about that? What? That she slept with a lot of people to get them sick? Yeah, no, she didn't sleep with a lot of people to get them sick. Oh, okay. Stop starting rumors about this old whore. Uh, not- <laughs> <laughs> typhoid Mary, the original thought. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it means? That hoe over there, yeah. <gasps> are you realizing this for the first time? <gasps> This is Googleable. <laughs> Why are you wondering about this? Well, everyone always is like, look at my thought ass. And I'm always like, <laughs> Did you I didn't get it. I thought it was slang for like a fat ass. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah, that's so thought. This is like, you thought we were saying it instead of P-H-A-T now? Yeah. Wow. I know. Everything moves so fast. I know. It's very quick. I'm sorry. So I did that for you. Anyway, she lived there in Northern <laughs> Ireland until 1883. <laughs> that hoe over there lived there. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> that's why she became known as that hoe over there. Yeah. Because she lived over there. Yeah. Oh, dear. Well, in 1883, she finally moved to America. Okay. Right? Now she's that hoe over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she first lived with her aunt and her uncle. Okay. Then, starting around 1900, she found a job as a chef or a cook for rich people. Okay. Basically, someone took their birth town name a little too literally. What? Just because you come from Cookstown doesn't mean you have to be a cook. She was born in Cookstown, and she became a cook. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm from Friendswood, Texas. Aren't I a friend? Yeah, but is your job to be a professional friend for everyone? Kind of. I'm an actor. <sighs> kind of. I think we've cracked the code, people. Where are you from? Beth Page. And you're a writer. Well, yeah. Page. Okay. See? But what about Beth? What about wood? Well, I guess actually, because I'm from Friendswood, so, but the wood works too. So you're friends with benefit. Because, yes, I have sex with all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your time will come. You get a boner. You get a boner. <laughs> but anyway, so she's a cook. She's from Cookstown. It's yeah. very funny. She's over here now cooking for rich people. Yeah. Good. All right, so from 1900 until 1907, she would work in New York City for a different family roughly every year. Oh, wow. So she got around. Was she not a very good cook or something? We'll get there. Okay. Um, I mean, aside from, like, <laughs> sickening people? Well, <laughs> basically, it wasn't long before people would become ill from her food. Oh, dear. And they would develop typhoid fever. Sure. In fact, the first family in 1900 got the typhoid in only two weeks of her working there. They've got the typhoid. Yeah. Oh, no. I say typhoid fever a lot in this, so I had to change it up. Otherwise, our listeners would gouge their ears out. <laughs> if I hear typhoid fever one more time. Oh, God, what am I going to do? <laughs> so the next year, she moved in with a family in Manhattan, and most of the family became ill again with typhoid fever. This time, however, the staff member in charge of doing the family's laundry would die from it. Oh, die from it. Yeah, dead. Mm-hmm. As a doornail. Mm-hmm. Clean, though. Why Fresh do people smelling. say dead as a doornail? Doornails were never alive. That's how dead that person is. So dead, it's like they were never alive. Okay, I'll buy it. Okay. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so she went to work for another family after them. Sure. And then she would peace out from this family. She'd say bye uh-huh. after seven of the eight family members came down with the typhoid. Holy crap. Yeah. Seven of the eight. So, yeah. But she was never sick. Never. Okay. Now, uh, what is typhoid fever, anyway? Typhoid fever is its basically bad. You get a lot of bloating, 
There's fevers. Mm-hmm. Your fevers make you delirious. Oh. You bloat some more. And then you're better, I think. I looked it oh, up, but cool. it was a little gruesome, and I was like, let's just stick to Mary, okay? <laughs> <laughs> this episode's more about her. Hot and bloated. Yeah. And then you get better. All right, hey, you know, that is exactly the kind of bullet points presentation <laughs> I was looking for. That's so what thank our you. listeners want. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So she keeps dotting Manhattan, yeah. giving us to people. Yeah. Sure. Things didn't really take a turn until 1906. Okay. All right. If you remember 1906 was a big year for America because that's the year of that the earthquake. San, San Francisco had a big earthquake. That's right. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. See, yeah. I do learn things. So she was hired that year by Charles Henry Warren. Okay. He was a super, super, super rich daddy. Cool. Who was a banker. Hello. During the summer, he would take his family out to Oyster Bay, Long sure. Island, to rent a house to relax in. Okay. They decided to bring their staff, including the cook, oh. Mistress Mary, of along course. with them. Well, of course. You don't yeah. you don't summer without your staff. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Cook? <laughs> Please. How do I do that and sail? Explain that to me. Yeah. So... <laughs> Before long, Mm -hmm. the family, the Warren family, six of the 11 members were ill with Hmm. typhoid fever. Mm -hmm. What? Typhoid fever? Yeah. That is a shock. (laughs) (laughs) And all of the doctors in the area, in Oyster Bay area, were like, what? Because this area did not often get inflicted with this particular illness. How's that possible? They're like, this You got oysters everywhere. They've got to be carrying some disease, right? Well, yeah, but they... Can we talk again about how disgusting oysters are? Oysters (laughs) are basically like if someone shits down your throat. (laughs) 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 Could we possibly talk less about how disgusting oysters are? (laughs) Great. I guess I asked for that. So, all right. Basically... Once the owners of the rental house, the Thompsons, Mm -hmm. learned of this rare ailment afflicting their renters, they were Mm -hmm. like, no one's going to rent our house. Uh, What are we going to do? No one's going to rent, 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 rent. Our Airbnb rating is going to go down through the basement. Oh, my God. They're like, they're not going to pay. They're not going to pay. Don't make us list on VRBO. (laughs) They're not going to pay because they're dead. They're all dead. Dead, 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 dead. Typhoid fever, okay, dead. Okay, all right. <laughs> For a while, I tried to do dueling uh, pop culture references, but no. <laughs> Rent always wins. Yes. So they were worried that if people started to think of them as the typhoid house, then none of the rich people would want to rent out their lovely typhoid-free home. So they decided to hire... <laughs> Their home is not typhoid-free. It's uh, typhoid-ridden. It, no. Well, they've got, it the is. people are gone. The rich people went home. <laughs> oh, oh, good. The so, Warren family is gone. Yeah. And now it's the Thompsons? Well, the Thompsons own the house. Own the house. So they were like, we got to rent it again, but we can't until we know for sure that it's typhoid-free. See, that's interesting because I really think that they should have embraced it. They should call it the Typhoid Inn. And, yeah, and, you know, because all those, like, summer homes have a name, right? Like the Wayward Isle or what crap. So this could be the Typhoid Inn. Come here, you'll lose weight. That's right, that's right. Really involuntarily and quickly. (laughs) You get a bed, which you'll always want to be in, and a breakfast, which you won't want to touch. Yes. So they decided to hire an investigator. Okay. To figure out how the outbreak came to be. Sure. They're like, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Absolutely. Nobody like making this. our house typhoid manner. All joking aside, this is good. They're getting in front of the story. I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. 
At this time, people knew that typhoid fever was caused either by water or by food. Or by the Irish. (laughs) (laughs) And they wanted to make sure that nothing in their house Mm -hmm. was the main cause. Sure. Enter George Sober, the sanitary engineer. I love his name. Yeah. He sounds like a very solid guy. Yeah. He uh, ironically got drunk every night. (laughs) No, he didn't. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anyway, he showed up and instantly thought that it was caused by clams. Okay. Sure. But there was a problem with his theory. Yeah, they were in Oyster Bay. Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) (laughs) No, it, it was that not everyone who got sick had actually eaten the clams. What? Some people got sick who hadn't eaten clams. Okay, but they were, okay, sharing a house with the people who had eaten clams. You don't get typhoid fever by just being next to someone. How would I know that? I told you. Have you have told me barely nothing about it. it. It's bloating. It gives you a fever and you don't, you get it by eating shit. Oh. Or drinking shit. Oh. Literally shit. See, even then I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> so then he would go on to comb the property. Oh, wow. To find what must be the source. Mm-hmm. So he checked the hot water tank. He checked the food that was still in the pantry. Mm-hmm. He checked the outhouse. Sounds smart. He even checked the cesspool, which is a septic tank, basically. Mm-hmm. I did then not know this. he got sick, and he died. No. <laughs> <laughs> he even checked the dirt in the yard. Okay. And then he checked the neighbors' everything as well. Well, he's an investigator. I mean, like, this is his job. He should be investigating all that stuff. Oh, I'm super proud of him. But, like, Good. he legitimately... I'm proud of you, too, George Sober. But everything was clean and clear. Which I don't think the cesspool was terribly clean and clear, but well, sure. Well, of typhoid. Of typhoid. Got of it. the typhus. This left only one option. A person was the cause. I'm going to go out on a limb. Okay. And say it was probably the person that they're calling Typhoid Mary. Did anyone say, hey, maybe it's Typhoid Mary? Well, she wasn't called that yet. Oh. There wasn't a Typhoid Mary yet. Oh. Um, This is her origin story. Yes. Okay, great. So it didn't take long for George to figure out that it was the cook, Mary. (gasps) In the kitchen. With the With the shitty hands. (laughs) 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 Literally, with the shit-covered hands. Yes. So, he would write, quote, When there are so many servants, there is little food that a cook handles, which is not subsequently raised to a temperature sufficient to make it harmless. I found, however, that on a certain Sunday, there was a dessert, which Mary prepared, and of which everybody present was extremely fond. This was ice cream with fresh... Clams. Peaches. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It was ice cream with fresh peaches cut up and frozen in it. I suppose no better way could be found for a cook to cleanse her hands of microbes and infect a family. That's terrific. I appreciate this advice on how to commit the perfect murder in the future. Cool. Thanks, George. (laughs) So George was like, we have to find this woman. Yes. I must meet her. (laughs) I must lick her hands. (laughs) I need a vacation. I'm a very strong person, and that sounds delicious. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, we have to make sure that we know what the real fuck is going on. (laughs) Is she dirty, or is she just a carrier? (gasps) Could there have been theories up to this point? That there could be silent carriers who sure. didn't know about it, right. but they didn't have actual proof yet. I see. So they didn't know like, about that you could have, you could actively pass on a disease, but not really show symptoms of that. Exactly. Okay. He's like, we have found a medical unicorn. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So he's like super psyched. And the Thompsons are like, 
is my house good? <laughs> like, I really don't care. And he's like, you don't understand that's the medical nice. re- ramifications. That's nice for uh, science and everything, but uh, what do I put on my Airbnb listing? Uh, typhoid free, right? I'm just going to go with that. She might have it in her eyes. <laughs> it's in her smile. <laughs> if you want to know why you are dying, it's in her shit. It's in her shit. <laughs> Sorry. I love it. So uh, he then went back to all of her prior employers mm-hmm. and talked with them and found out that every single time yeah. she worked for people, they right. all eventually became ill right. with typhoid fever. Oh, I thought Was AIDS. that a spoiler? I was pretty sure it was AIDS. <laughs> Damn. But no, okay. No, now that I remember the title of the, the yeah. thing we're doing, sure. Sorry. <laughs> so, okay. She would often leave the employment shortly after the outbreak. Mm-hmm. But one of her She's like, God damn, this keeps happening. Yeah. If I don't leave, I'm gonna get sick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so one of her early employers, yeah. Coleman Drayton, would tell George Sober that she had stayed by his side during his family's outbreak and helped him tend to his family because Colton was the uh, <laughs> Coleman was the only guy who didn't get sick in that family. I see. And then he ended up George getting her like another carrier. <laughs> He's gonna go collecting them. Is this, yeah. is, is this actually George Sober's origin story as a super villain? <laughs> as a Pokemon trainer? Is he gonna fucking weaponize typhoid? I choose you, Mary. <laughs> Mary, use typhoid. Use unclean hands. <laughs> so Coleman basically told George that because she was so great during the, the outbreak, mm-hmm. that he ended up giving her a $50 bonus for helping basically the illness that she caused. Oh, he's going to want that back. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I already spent it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On face masks. Yeah. Because I don't want to get sick from you bastards. Yeah. <laughs> you guys keep getting typhoid. <laughs> so it would take George about four months to find her. Oh, wow. So he found her in 1907, right? Mm-hmm. And he found that she had already unknowingly struck the family that she was with. Duh. He would write, quote, Shitty hands, Mary strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> Note to self, should work on that nickname. (laughs) That's in his diary. (laughs) He was writing in his diary. All right. He would write, quote, Mary was working as a cook in an old-fashioned high-stoop house on Park Avenue on the west side. Ooh, ritzy. I know. The laundress had recently been taken to the Presbyterian Hospital with typhoid fever, and the only child of the family, a lovely daughter, was dying of it. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he's like, it's got real. I've right. got to stop her. Also, I love, I, I'm going to tra- go back once where, like, somebody actually already did die from yes. this. Like, there was that laundry worker who already did die. Well, she was a worker. And then you're like, after that, you're like, and then things became serious. <laughs> <laughs> When a rich family came down with it, too. I just realized that yeah. George Sober is basically the Terminator going to get Sarah Connor. Like, yeah. Mary Sarah Connor. Right, if that was incredibly uncool, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, George finally was able to talk to Mary, right? Mm-hmm. And he starts to talk to her, and he starts to tell her what he's thinking. Right. Basically, that Mary was the cause of all the typhoid outbreaks. Mm-hmm. He didn't wait for her to respond before he asked her to give him a sample of her blood, urine, and poop. Um... Thanks. I'm going to have to ask you to leave now. <laughs> this I, man comes in. I don't know him from Adam, and he just, wants my poop. Just shit in the cup, Mary. He wants my pee, just, and he wants... 
Shit. My poop and blood. Shit in the cup, pee in the, the mug. I don't know about your friends, Mr. George. <laughs> <laughs> so he went on to say that if she was, in fact, ill with it, that the city would pay to treat her for everything oh. and make her healthy again. They're oh. like, we will do whatever we need to do to make you better. She responded to this suggestion by picking up a carving fork mm-hmm. and chasing George out of the house. Yeah, I'm with her, actually. You know, a blood, urine, and poop, okay, is, first of all, the name of my memoir, but also... <laughs> It's a very personal thing. You know, you don't just walk up to someone you don't know and say, excuse me, can I have some of your blood, urine, and poop? Hey, miss? Miss? Yes? I think you might be a diseased person. Oh. uh, And uh, as a result, I'm going to need you to shit in this cup. Oh, uh, I'm going to need you to die from this stabbing motion. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, it's so pokey. (laughs) We don't need my blood, just yours. No, I'm on her side so far. Yeah. Because she doesn't know. No, she doesn't know. She's like, she knows that people keep getting typhoid around her, right? But she doesn't know she's causing it. Well, and the idea, if someone showed up one day after you've been around all these typhoid outbreaks and was mm-hmm. like, you caused it, and oh. you had no, you're like, I didn't, I've never been sick. How yeah. could I have caused it? Right. That's the other thing. She would be like, I've never been sick. I'm not sick. Yeah. I didn't do it. I'm not sick. Yeah. She's like, you're just anti-Irish. That's right. So. I'm going to shove a potato up your ass. Ooh. Oh, okay, like that. Down, <laughs> down your throat, then. <laughs> so you are uh, a strange man, aren't you? <laughs> well, I, I came here asking for your poop, didn't I? <laughs> so a fun fact about Mary mm-hmm. was that when she got mad, mm-hmm. she got really mad. <laughs> like it wasn't like she was like sort of mad. Sure. She was like, "I will break everything." So yeah, yeah, dangerously mad. Sure. Although at this time in history. I really don't blame her for standing up for herself because, like, he's asking for an unusual thing. She's a woman who, yeah. basically in America, on her own. Right. Like, that's scary. Right. She's an independent woman who don't need no man. Yeah. She's like, I don't see a ring on it. Mm-hmm. If you got a ring on it, then I might poop in a cup My husband can ask me for poop and blood and urine all he wants to. <laughs> if you're not willing. <laughs> 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 If you give me a ring, then I will poop in your cup. If you want poop and blood and urine, then you're sure to put a ring on it. (laughs) So, okay, George couldn't take the hint. Of being stabbed in the face? Cool. So he went out again the next day. He's really bad at taking hints then. So he he basically followed her to her friend's house, like a really fucked up gentleman caller or a stalker. He's a total stalker serial killer. Like, he's after a woman's blood, poop, and urine. Yeah. Okay. And, and she, as if this wasn't a public health story, it would seriously be in like Silence of the Lambs. Exactly. Okay. So at the friend's house, they had a large argument in front of the friend, which is like really funny. Oh, the cool. friend's just like oh, he showed I, up there. Yeah, he just showed up. Cool. And, and the friend's just like, I just wanted tea. Oh my god. <laughs> and he's like, you're giving everyone typhoid. And she's right, like, exactly. get out of this house. Oh. Throwing cups at him. Jesus. Great. So. He attempted to convince her that while she never had any symptoms, yeah. it didn't mean that she couldn't transfer it to others. Right. Is the end result of this, is he going to, like, dox her? Is he just going to go and be, like, go to all her friends and be like, she'll get you sick? <laughs> well, she responded basically to him mm-hmm. by saying, everyone in the city gets this illness eventually. Huh. And she never had it. Of course, she was only going on her own experience. Right. <laughs> From her perspective. <laughs> yes, everyone around her did get that yeah. eventually, sure. So overall, her response was that this was unfounded <laughs> and he was not being fair. Okay. She's like, get the fuck out. So it was clear via her pattern that mm-hmm. Mary was about to leave her current employment 
basically everyone had typhoid now, and she was like, time to go. <laughs> uh, well, my work is done here. And George was like, I cannot lose her. Mm-hmm. Not again. Right. <laughs> so, joking aside, though. <laughs> Sarah Connor. He was really worried that she was going to kill people with typhoid. Sure. And, or more people. Right. Uh, if more, she yeah, by the way, she's already killed people. Yeah. Sure. If she didn't get treatment. George uh-huh. ran over to the New York City Health Department. He did dox her. Told them his theory. <gasps> And persuaded them to seize her and quarantine her until they can figure out what is going on. He completely doxed her! So, first the department sent Dr. Josephine Baker. Dr. Josephine? Yeah. This is 1907? Yeah. Seven? Yeah. And there's a female doctor who's, like, working for public health in New York City? Indeed. That's pretty awesome. It's wild, right? Yeah. I actually was like, wait. When were women allowed to be doctors? But I guess it was a lot earlier than I thought. They, she was a doctor before women could vote. Yes. P.S. Correct. So I let's put a pin in Dr. Josephine Baker for a future episode. I this is I think we're already getting to a badass woman. Yes. Well, she was another inspector. Yeah. Uh, and and basically, she was sent to go talk to her and see if Mary would go willingly. <laughs> and I have a theory that like they're like send a woman to talk uh, to the woman. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A little uh, less scary. She- does tend to attack people who ask for her blood and urine. So uh, maybe the woman's touch. Yeah. <laughs> Mary would respond to this request by mm-hmm. Dr. Josephine Baker by slamming the door in the doctor's face. Well, we tried. Yeah. So the next day, they sent over an ambulance and police to take her by force. Okay. All right. Well, I think that's probably, you know, a good idea. Here's the best part. Oh, good. She saw them coming. Uh-huh. So she ran out the back. Jumped over the fence, yeah. and then they chased her. <laughs> okay. So they caught up to her, Okay. and for a little while, she fought them off. <laughs> the police and the EMTs. Well, nobody, also, nobody wanted to touch her. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let her hands touch your face. She yeah. just starts running and on their exactly. face. Exactly. Like, ah! Oh, no. Shitty hands. Mary strikes again. So She now, still had that nickname. It was sad. Oh. So now that she was in custody, they were finally able to get a sample of her poo. Okay. And it came back. But she waited. You know she waited as long as she could. She's like, I'm clenching <laughs> these cheeks here. I'm going to and you can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> she tried to poop, like, in her hand so she could <laughs> fling it out the window. I think that's how this whole thing started. <laughs> <laughs> so they got the sample, mm-hmm. and it did come back positive with the fever of typhoid. Oh, I know that was a shock to most people. Yeah. She still didn't believe them. <laughs> To be fair, she was abducted in broad daylight, okay. and her captives were telling her that she caused all those illnesses and that death. Okay. So that would be a bit shocking to someone. But also, bit by bit, my sympathy for her is draining. <laughs> True, sure. and it, it shall drain more. Oh, good. George would go back to meet with her and talk to her about how nobody thinks that she was malicious mm-hmm. or that she was trying to get everyone sick. <laughs> Which was around the time she took off her her high heel and tried to stab him in the eye with it. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have a high heel. She had a claw. Nobody thinks you're malicious. Ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> but he did talk to her and say that she he thought that she needed help with her hygiene and that he would help her. Okay. <laughs> And oh, great. He's the first doxer. I He's know. the first mansplainer, too. I know. Thank you so much. She basically said, I don't understand why I need to wash my hands because I'm not sick. Although, God, she was making a lot of food for a lot of people and never mm. washing her hands. Yeah. I mean, I, knew we, I know we knew this is how this happened, but it's just actually coming home to me now. And ugh. It's mortifying, right? Oh. He responded to her, I'm not sick comment with, no, but you are sick. You're just not showing symptoms. You're a carrier. 
So she responded with, <laughs> You're an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> I may have shit on my hand, but you're a giant steaming pile of shit! So she stood up, she walked into the bathroom, while keeping eye contact with him the entire time, mm-hmm. and then slammed the door shut, ending the conversation. All right. She was like, go fuck yourself. Wow. Before long, she would be moved into quarantine on North Brother Island at Riverside Hospital. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. We're sending another woman to a New York island? Yeah. Come on. Well, this one's a little better. <laughs> so she would put into a cottage, which oh. was actually a really nice building. Okay. It was at her own house for herself. Okay. It was originally intended to be used by the head nurse. Okay. It was a one bedroom with indoor plumbing, gas, and electricity, so it was oh. like super modern. Sure. But she was forced to eat alone and sleep alone yeah. and be alone right. and just be alone. Sure. During this time of loneliness, there were actually stretches when she would not see anyone for like days. Mm-hmm. Then there were other times that she would be shown off like an exhibit for interns. So she's like, hmm. you don't visit, and then you show up with these 20-year-olds? Fuck hmm. yourself. Yeah, that's sad that she would have to, like, be poked and prodded and stuff. Well, and during speaking of poking and prodding, mm-hmm. she would be forced <laughs> don't to... Don't get excited. She would, be, <laughs> she would be forced to give them 163 samples of different functions oh. of the body. And a hundred... They were just making stuff up. We're going to need uh, yellow bile now. Yeah. Vomit into this bowl. That? Yeah. <laughs> just stick your hand deep into your throat. <laughs> I don't want to stick my hand in there. I've got shit on it. <laughs> That's disgusting. I've never washed my hands in my life. Why would I put it in my mouth? <laughs> so, um, 120 of the 163 samples would test positive. Sure, for typhoid. Yeah. Sorry, I keep forgetting. So we should name her something like I don't know to remind us what she's what she's we'll got. Get there soon. <laughs> the doctors would recommend that she have her gallbladder taken out, since this was where they often found the illness in people who had died. Oh. But she was like, "You're not taking anything out of me." Wow. She would spend three years basically being pooping into things and being told, get rid of your gallbladder. And she's like, no. Oh, my God. So three years. That's my only problem with her so far is like, I know it's been traumatic and stuff and that you're killing people left and right. And that's got to be hard for you. But like, get it taken care of. Like what? You know. Right. Like, this is my problem with it's starting to become my problem with her. It's like, nobody's making this up. We're not like torturing you for no reason. Right. Like, get it. Taken care of. She's like, and she's I like, don't no. get why I I'm not sick. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the point. <laughs> you keep making me poop in the bags. Yeah. I've pooped in every vessel you've brought me. <laughs> for three years. <laughs> I've pooped in urns. I've pooped in vases. I've pooped in an ashtray. There's nothing you've brought me that I've refused to poop in. And yes, you still keep telling me to poop in new stuff. Yeah, she pooped a lot. What will you want me to poop in next? <laughs> All right. So during this time, they did everything that they could think of to cure her of typhoid fever, uh-huh. but nothing would work. Uh-huh. She still remained a silent carrier. Uh-huh. Now, I don't think she was silent, but sure. Well, <laughs> <she's> like, <laughs> nothing about her says silent to me. Stop injecting me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So in 1908, because of all the media attention due to the weirdness of Mm -hmm. how she kept getting everyone sick but wasn't sick, (laughs) the media decided to give her the nickname of Typhoid Mary. Oh, so much better than Shitty Hands Mary. Yeah. I think she she negotiated that. Yeah, she's like, you won't be calling me Shitty Hands Mary. I'm not pooping in another thing until I get a better name. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> this name would actually also be used in the Journal of American Medical Association. No. Yeah, they used oh. it. They're like... That's sad. Well, okay. Did so, they even put it in quotes or no? That's her name now. <laughs> they, they put, they, I believe they did put quotes around it. That's so that nice. Thanks for that. Better. <laughs> So, 1909 came around, mm-hmm. and she sued the health department to let her go. Oh. She's like, you're keeping me here with no charges. You're lying to me. There's, oh. there's no. You didn't give me a trial. didn't charge me with a crime. Yeah. Like, you've got to let me go. Okay. She's a definite public health risk, but right. sure. So, as you just said, in cases like hers, the health department was allowed to keep people without a trial or a charge if they suspect that they are a health risk to the majority of the population. Sure. So Which she, we have pretty ample evidence of that she, for her. Lost her case fast. Yeah, they were just like, no. get out of the courtroom right now. Yeah, <laughs> right now. Why did you? Why did you let her come here? Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I really want to be let free. Uh, no. Yeah, uh, we find you incredibly guilty. Get back in your cottage, <laughs> you poop witch. Yeah. Oh my god. She didn't use the bathroom here, did she? Yeah. <laughs> Take her back. <laughs> this poop on the walls. <laughs> she's gone rogue. <laughs> so. At this time, the public was becoming aware of her condition, and they were feeling really bad for her. Okay. So pressure was building for the health department to let her go somehow. Okay. They came to an agreement. If she would check in with the health department every three months and would never work in the food industry again, she could go. Because she was not really a threat to people as long as she wasn't serving the food or handling food. Okay, but she's only trained for that. Right. Uh Uh-oh. So she said yes, mm-hmm. and she left the island and quarantine in 1910. And then she came back for her three-month checkups all the time. She got a job as a taxi driver. Yeah, she went on <laughs> to live a happy and healthy life without working in food for the rest of her days. You're lying to me. I, You have that look in your eye. I do. You're lying to me. I'm kidding. She, she disappeared off the face of the earth, didn't she, she? Well, first she got a job as a laundry lady. Okay. But oh, the, why? The, the laundry ladies don't do well around her. Right. <laughs> She's like, oh, the laundry ladies have gotten typhoid. Well, we know about that one opening. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but the pay was basically utter shit yeah. compared to what she used to get. Mm. So she abandoned her job and stopped checking in with the health officials mm. and vanished off the face of the earth. There it is. Yep. She didn't believe in the fact that she was a carrier. Wow. There's also speculation that she truly loved working with food and cooking for people, and it was her passion. Oh. And she's like, I, I'm, fuck you telling me I can't follow my passion. America's the land of dreams. And that... Right there is where she lost me. Yeah. That was the the rest of my, like, when she Sympathy. just won't trust the entire medical establishment and she also won't abide by the terms of her own agreement. Right. Is where she lost my sympathy there. So she jumped back into the cooking pool. Yeah. Yeah. With both hands. Right. Mm. Now, none of the old agencies that would match cooks with rich people would place her. Why? They all had been alerted to her condition <laughs> and she was aware of that. Sure. So if she went to them, they would report her, and then she would be arrested, and she's like, I can't do that. But she did, however, change her name. Yeah. She went by Marie Breshoff and Mary Brown. Okay. Like, keeping her name still close to her name. Right. So she started working for hotels, restaurants, Mm -hmm. and most ironically, hospitals. I kind of am okay with that because those people are already being treated. So you can get them a little sicker, but they're at least close to medical care already. As you can guess, she absolutely got many more people sick. Oh, God. They figured out after the fact that they can trace at least 84 cases to her. Oh. But George is convinced that many, many, many more people got sick because of her because they don't know all the aliases she used. Oh, God, really? Yes. 
So, so she went on for years making peop- lots more people sick. So this is where she becomes the – she was the hero and the anti-hero in her own story. Yes. Very cool. George Sober would find her five years after the release. Oh, That's my how long God. she was out there spreading her typhoid. Oh, my God. So the head doctor of the Sloan Hospital for Women in the maternity ward – Yeah would call George and tell him about an outbreak of typhoid fever. Mm. She's working around kids, too? Babies? Yeah. No, Mary, no. 25 people who worked there were sick. Ay, ay, ay. And two of them had died. <sighs> okay. She's drunk She's again. really killing people now. So Dr. Cragen would tell George, quote, The other servants had jokingly named the cook Typhoid Mary. You're kidding me. Nope. You're kidding. No. Stop kidding with me. I'm not kidding. Oh, my God. People pretended she... They they jokingly gave her her own actual name? Exactly. Holy shit. Yeah. The doctor would send to George a description of Mary and some of her handwriting. And George was like, I <laughs> We call gotcha. her Typhoid Mary. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little joke we have. <laughs> George is like, no, no, no. That's Typhoid Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what we call her. It's funny. No. It's her. It's, I know. That's what we say. It's Typhoid Mary. She's coming. No! <laughs> Give me a fucking piece of writing. <laughs> Please, calm down, buddy. It's just a joke. Does, is she carrying a carving knife? <laughs> that's a sure sign. If she gets mad, she'll go in the bathroom and shut the door. <laughs> Do me a favor. Make her mad. See what she does to you. <laughs> so he went to get her. Uh-huh. And this time, she actually did not run. And accepted that she was going to be arrested. She's five years older. Yeah. And she has now spread it to 83 other fucking people. (laughs) So she now knows, like, she, I think that was kind of what. Yeah, she knows for sure. She's five years older. She's a serial killer. You know, (laughs) (laughs) part of her was relieved. So they put her back into quarantine and her home on the island. Sure. Not in a jail. They're like, we'll kill everyone in the jail. Um, You're not safe. That's crazy. Well, it's true. Yeah. So they asked her again to have her gallbladder removed, and she declined. No, thank you. (laughs) I've become one with my illness now. (laughs) I identify as it. I love that she's got such a big problem being alone. Yeah. When, When she's not... She keeps killing people. <laughs> like, like, given the option, be alone. She's like, why don't you love me? <laughs> Tell me, baby, why don't you love me? Why are you vomiting all over my feet? <laughs> she would spend the rest of her life in quarantine. Mm-hmm. 23 years. Wow. There's some, some good news that comes from this, though. Great. At this point, she had become a minor celebrity. Oh, hey, cool. And uh, the news media would come and interview her. Wow. But they were all yeah. instructed to accept nothing from her. <laughs> no food, no water. Thanks except, like, for coming. I'm so... It's been such a long time. I've made some scones. No! Perhaps some tea. No! Oh. Would you like to use the no! bathroom? Okay. <laughs> so the city also paid for Everything for her. Mm. Food, Minx. water. A, what? Minx. Minx, yes. Theater. Electricity. I mean, everything. A car. She basically lived in the nice cottage with her books and a dog. A dog? She had a dog. <laughs> oh, this is a wonderful image. Typhoid Mary and ringworm dog. Sitting <laughs> <laughs> by the side, Sidekick. <laughs> by the fire reading for years. No, it's lovely. If only... 
Well, if only I could find someone who wants your poop, huh? Yeah. You know, <laughs> they had little <laughs> jokes. <laughs> Everybody wants mommy's poop. Nobody wants yeah. my baby's poop. She, she like, swaps out her poop for his poop one day to see if they can figure it out. I'm cured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, this is dog poop. You got me. <laughs> it was the bag, wasn't it? You knew. <laughs> so... Before long, they figured out that she was no longer going to run. She's, like, got it made. She's yeah, older she's now. She's 50. She's, like, yeah. she's 60, 70 years old. And everything's paid for. Her food, her mm-hmm. housing, everything. She wasn't going to run. She's going to swim. Yeah. <laughs> well, they actually allowed her to make trips out into public to shop. They're wow. like, you can go, but you have to come back. And she's like, Did okay. Did she go unsupervised? Oh, yeah. okay. Once they realized that she was, She like- would no longer a flight risk. Yeah, and they, she doesn't need to cook for anybody. Yeah, she's like, I now live without having to worry about paycheck to paycheck. Sure. I have a dog. I have lots of books. Right. It does seem very lonely, though. What's fun, though, is that they would come, they, people come interview, and she's like, I will never talk about my life as a cook. And they're like, never? And she's um, like, never. That's kind of the whole reason we're not here to listen to what good books you're reading lately. I'm reading Gone with the Wind. I don't care. Uh, really want to hear about that time you killed people. Uh, I'll never go hungry again. <laughs> True, because we're we the taxpayers paying for all your food. Uh, just thought I could get a little quote about how you killed all those people. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. All right. Well, I'm just going to take one of these bags of poop that you give to visitors and go. <laughs> <laughs> she actually started working for the hospital that she was at. As a cook? Uh, no. Oh, well, good. As a uh, lab assistant and what? eventually as a nurse. What? In 1922. Wow. Yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. I don't know if you take requests like this, but I'd like to be on the ward she isn't on. Yeah. <laughs> in 1932, she would suffer a stroke on Christmas oh. and would lose the use of her legs. Is this why you don't like holidays? This is not why I don't like <laughs> holidays. Like, Because she, what happened to Typhoid Mary? I wasn't even alive. No, I know, but I mean, that's why it was so, it was so impactful that she had a stroke on Christmas. Honestly, she... It ruined Christmas for you. I understand. Karma's a bitch, and she oh, killed some people. Wow. And okay. she, she made up for it. That's why she gets to live in a nice place. Sure. But uh, just saying, like... Anyway, she okay. lost the use of her legs. Okay. She would then be placed in the children's ward for oh. some reason, and would live there until she died six years later. <sighs> Before long... Mm-hmm. The term typhoid Mary became a slang term for anybody who is ill and knowingly gives the illness to others. Yeah, that's, I think I heard it in that context. And, sometime. uh, now here's something that's kind of interesting that I learned. Okay. Mary was. Oh, n- finally. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> so, Mary was not the only person that they would find to be a silent carrier. Sure. She was the first. She was just the stubbornest. She, yeah. was, she, was, just, she was the one that tried to attack people with forks. Well, actually, she would not be the only stubborn one. Okay. There was a man named Tony LaBella oh. who would get 122 people sick. Oh. And he killed five. Oh. He would only be quarantined for two weeks. What? And then there was Alfonsi Cottles okay. who ran a bakery. He oh, was no. a carrier. And he broke the rules about not baking and stuff. But he was forgiven when he agreed to only work with his food place over the phone. So oh. it's like you can only you can't go there. You have to call them and tell them how to do it. See, this is really important because this outbreak of typhoid created an entire new professional class, the baking consultant. Right. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. But bright side to that. We call it Typhoid Mary because it, she was the first known case of a silent carrier. Okay. So it could have been Typhoid Tony. 
or type. It does have a ring to it. Yeah. But there, there are some people, though, that argue that it's misogyny as to why we use her and not any of the gentlemen that got it. And I'm okay. kind of like, but it, it also was, she was the first. And she so was the first she did like, she was a recidivist yeah, as well because she was there and then she went right back into the food industry. Right. Like when she knew she yeah. by all rights should have known that she was getting people sick, you know? So, you know, I see, I mean, I see it both ways. Okay, sense. great. So that's debunked. Yeah. These two men have decided it was not misogyny. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, no, no, you didn't have to. You didn't have to. <laughs> All right. What, what is the hey. bright side? Hey, we're there. We made it. I love it. Well, it's been some. It's been some laughs. That's yeah. for damn sure. Well, first, she helped medical science learn how typhoid can be spread even when there are no symptoms. Yeah. And how people need to wash their fucking hands. <laughs> this is not hard, people. No, it's not hard. Uh, but this was, you know, that was not common. No, what, what people didn't know that back then. You know, it's kind of like I think about doctors and how they didn't wash their hands before surgery. Originally. That's right. Since we didn't know about bacteria, really, and how small the things that can harm us really are, right. then, you know, you could be forgiven not knowing, but then... After we After realized told, it, yeah. it was the second time. Well, That's it the was, problem. It was frustrating to me that she felt a bit like a climate denier mm-hmm. because, like, I understand how people nowadays, like the climate change deniers, could initially be like, "That's weird." It's still, I still see the seasons, mm-hmm. but then, like, when the fourth tornado hits a town that doesn't normally get tornadoes, mm-hmm. and then. You know, L.A. gets snow, and, like, all these things start happening. And it I kind of, want L.A. to get snow real bad. We got frost the other day. Oh. Oh, was that early? In, did it happen in the morning? Yeah. That's where you lost me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like all these things are happening, so there's part of me It's like I no longer feel sympathetic to them denying it because oh. it's like I get that the first couple, whatever, year or two, you could be like, wait a minute. Sure. But, yeah, but, it takes it takes time for people to get behind the overwhelming science. Like science always gets there first, right? Uh, and then people come around. What, what's frustrating is that when you're shown evidence, yeah, and then you still don't believe it. Well, that's the thing too. Is like it's like she's like from another era, right? Like in another country, and she has come in not knowing about germs and does not know the science is not a thing that is common sense at all, right? Because we're talking about invisible stuff. Right. You know, it's basically not just invisible bacteria that can make people sick, but also invisible in the sense that she wasn't sick herself. So right. the entire, uh, since she's also the first carrier, the entire notion of a person who could give a disease without having it could blow your mind. You right. know, it's like you could be, you could understand. Like, uh, a person couldn't believe that about themselves. Right. Because, you know... It never happened before. You have to have a thing to give it, and if I've never been sick with it, then I couldn't have given it to you. Exactly. And so that's logical, but it's not... Yeah, and it's not quite there, you know? And so, anyway. But then the second time, when she went back out... <laughs> well, when she did it again, and, like, and the, yeah. I mean... That, I mean, that's the other thing, is that, like, even though she wasn't trying to hurt people... Right. Uh, she was justly separated from society, and in the long run... She was treated pretty well. Yeah. She'd given a, a, a fucking house. Well, she wasn't, it feels like she wasn't treated at all. So you say, is there a treatment for typhoid? Like for a carrier to it, cure that? Uh, basically, if they took out the gallbladder, there was a chance. Okay. And that but she was, just never did it. Yeah. Okay. Also, don't blame her for that. <laughs> right. What is, this is before anesthesia. And it's invasive <laughs> oh, surgery. It's just after anesthesia, I think, has happened. But yeah. 
Yeah, it's still, it's like... It's elective surgery, kind yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you, you have to elect to do it if you don't want to kill people. Well, so. and also, she knows that nobody washes their hands. Don't yeah. put your dirty oh, yeah. hands in my body. <laughs> You've told me for 20 years nobody's washing their hands. Now you want to put your hands inside my body <laughs> and take part of me out. It's a hard path. No, I'll stay here by the fire with my dog here. And my potato. And my, I've got a potato. I've got books. I've got a dog. I'm fine. I'm doing great. Yeah. I'm doing great. So, okay. Obviously, they messed up earlier when they first confronted Never her. Never let her go. Oh. But, <laughs> but uh, they did end up playing nice when she came back. So that was a, kind of a bright side. It's like they understood that, like, even though she did some bad things, she is a person. Mm-hmm. And, like, she wasn't trying to kill people. She never right. was trying to kill people. She just didn't believe it until she finally believed it. Right. Sure. And so, and it led to discoveries. So another bright side is it led to discoveries about what a carrier was in the first place. Exactly. Right. I think the bright side is George Sober. Oh yeah. Who pieced this shit together. Yep. Like he's an investigator, but he did his job. He was like, he found clues and made a discovery that nobody had ever made before. It wasn't like he was looking for a carrier. Right. Because that wasn't a thing. Right. He discovered what that was. Exactly. That's a big job. You and, know, and like that's like he's kind of the hero of the story to me. Oh yeah, and I think that that he should be recognized as such as a person who was like dogged in how he was going to find the answer to this thing, and he did. He needed to work a little on his bedside manner, perhaps at the beginning. But hello, he, he got. I there. need poop and piss <laughs> and blood. Get out of here. Also, I'm George, <laughs> and I'm sober sometimes. <laughs> I'm George. You can call me Mister Sober. Is that a code or something? <laughs> and honestly, you just you brought up another thing that I didn't even think about until just now. The thing they had in place to quarantine her worked. Yeah. They true. saved many more lives by quarantining her and true. helping to get her kind of almost reintegrated into society in true. a way that didn't cause her to cause more damage. So I think that's it. The bright side isn't that she could have killed more people, but the bright side is that the dedicated efforts of the public health officials and, and George Sober as an investigator uh, kept many more people from dying. Yeah. Because Sober tracked her down a second time. He, Let's yeah. not forget. Like, like she got away. Basically, and disappeared again. She and then was they were Javert. like, and he never, and he's the Tommy Lee Jones of the story. It was like, I always get my man. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she's, yeah, he's Javert. 24601. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he found her again, you know, and he didn't find her again just to punish her because she actually didn't get punished very badly. She, he found her again, and they, and the public health officials found her again to save lives. Right. And accomplished it because. If she had been allowed to leave, she was only out there for five more years and killed two people. Right. She could have been out there. I mean, it could. It could have be been scores, she, and we'd never even know it. Well, it was twenty-three more years after she was found. Yeah. That would have been a lot more people. Yes, absolutely. So I think that that you know the bright side is the public health officials and Josephine Baker and yes. George Sober who uh, saved many lives in this. Yeah. Is that what we got for Typhoid Mary? It is. Well, and, thank you, Typhoid Jason. And uh, and no, she did not get everyone sick by sleeping with them. So <laughs> we learn something new every day. Who am I thinking of? <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, Jason. It's been a pleasure again. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for joining us for, on another week of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. Please keep reviewing and uh, rating. Yes. We love it. Thanks so much, and we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Why do you want to put that potato? 
We hope you've liked this episode of The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. If you did, please throw us some stars and give us a review on iTunes. It really helps others find the show. And if you didn't, just keep it to yourself or tell your diary. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, at BrightSideK and J, and on Facebook at The Bright Side with Kevin and Jason. All our past episodes are also streaming on our website, www.thebrightsidewithkevinandjason.com. Until next week, don't forget to look, look on, on the, the Bright, bright Side! side.